For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Have you checked out all the new handicappers at Wager Talk? If not, here's your chance. You can take 50% off your first daily or three-day all-access purchase at Wager Talk using coupon code TRYWT. Our new roster of experts is 30 deep, covering sports from all around the world, giving you tons of options to choose from. All you have to do to redeem this offer is go to wagertalk.com, choose a handicapper of your choice, and use coupon code TRYWT at checkout, saving 50% on your first purchase. Happy Friday, everyone. Friday starts the weekend, and we are here to make your weekend a profitable one through the props betting market. Welcome, everyone, to Prop It Up. I am Andy Lang from wagertalk.com. Joining me, as always, each and every week, my fellow prop masters, Andrew McGinnis from wagertalk.com, Matt Josephs from sportsmemo.com. We have uh, an interesting Thursday night football game to recap. We're going to go over quite a few NFL games, and then Andrew and I are going to give out some props for the massive UFC 280 event, which is tomorrow morning. Make sure you make sure you don't wait until Saturday evening to get those bets in. The, the fights will be well over, uh, but we're going to get to we're going to get to that, and then we're going to get to our prop of the week, best bet at the end of the show, gentlemen. Uh, Andy Dalton, prime time, reared its ugly head last night once once more. Uh, so, Matt, what was your thoughts on uh, that kind of crazy Cardinals and Saints game from last night? Well, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins uh, coming back, and uh, that was pretty incredible to watch. I mean, remember, they had such good chemistry that first year, and then last year was a little bit of a down year for Hopkins in that offense. Um, you know, it was it was nice to be part of everyone else who was on the over of uh, Juwan Johnson's receiving yards, and it hit, of course. I got it at 22.5. It went up to 25.5. Didn't matter because all the numbers went over. And for the second straight week, guys, and I'd love to debate this for just a moment, for the second straight week, I have a guy who uh, I played a prop on who didn't play. Uh, A.J. Green did not have a single snap yesterday. I was on his unders, unlike last week when I was on uh, Bates' overs. Uh, so I'd love to bring this up to the panel, guys. I guess uh, start with you, Andrew. Uh, so A.J. Green, I have the under on his receiving yards. He was active last night but didn't actually play. Should the books pay out his unders or should it just be a no play? What's your thoughts? Well, it just sounds to me like you have an inside man uh, with these teams, Matt, because you're picking them. I mean, you know how to pick them. <laughs> Uh, you know, no, I, I think that they, they, it should be a win. Um, you know, it's, it's not your, it's the same thing where, you know, it, it's a lot of the times you look at a guy that gets injured, how often, you know, besides the times that you've talked about where they do give you that insurance or wherever they'll, they'll, you know, the security, whatever, they give you the money back to try and have a good marketing thing. It's not our fault that a guy doesn't get targeted or a guy doesn't play snaps or a guy doesn't get out there. I think that, it's different for each sport. I will say that in the prop betting market, Matt, and that's actually important to mention. Like for soccer, for example, if you take a guy um, to score a goal and they don't start in that game, that prop is actually turned into a void. But as far as football goes, I think you're clear, man. I think you're all good with that one. Uh, it, it shouldn't be an issue. So <laughs> you must have been smiling watching that, watching that bet, though. And I just want to say as far as the DeAndre Hopkins go, I look at that situation and I was saying to some friends before the game started, he's either going to do nothing or have an incredible game. And obviously Arizona wasn't, was desperate to have someone like him back. And uh, we saw right away how much they utilized him and went to him. And, and guys, I just want to say, as far as uh, the saints go, um, you know, I've definitely 
just to, just to update anybody on my INT prop status, I've definitely gotten over my fear of those INT props. Let's put it that way. Uh, I am not scared to bet those anymore, and it seems like I'm prime time. Uh, that seems like the, the time to be able to do it. So, Andy, I think last week you talked about INT props, and, well, the numbers we get on them, even if they're really you know high sometimes, when they're, when they're, when they're throwing a hat trick of, of uh, INTs, it doesn't really matter if you uh, laid some juice on them. Uh, Matt, I got I, I'm, I'm with you. If they're active, I think that counts. I, I, I don't know. Who cares if they play one snap or not, if they're on the active yeah. roster, I think those props are well, are well within plays. If you took an over, I think it should be a loss. If you took an under, I think it should be a win. I don't subscribe to this theory of, well, it got hurt early. And so therefore the bet should be voided. Despise that the books have opened up that can of worms. I, if he's on the active roster and he's standing there on the sidelines and he has a chance to play, that bet should absolutely 100% count. That should have been a win for you. But at least the books are clear, and I will say that. At least they say you have to play at least one snap. So at least we do have some clarification on that. Of course, then the books can change their mind just whenever they, they feel like it. So why does it matter what, what, what they write? Andy, they write as, at, at, as far as the soccer goes, imagine how mad you'd be. I know that we're talking football right now, but imagine how mad you'd be if you had a guy that you thought was going to be in the starting lineup to score a goal. He comes on in like the 80th minute and scores two goals. That happened uh, to a player on, I think, Manchester City a couple weeks ago. And it seemed like everybody on gambling Twitter had this player to score a goal and the books <laughs> voided because he didn't start. That I would be pissed. I'd be like, no, I want him just whenever, not when he starts or whatever. That that's kind of a rough one. You know, you have to start. So, because a lot of times these guys, the goal scorers, you know, if you're having a rough game, if your team's not playing well, they'll send in some fresh legs in like the 85th minute. And those are the guys that probably usually score. Yeah. Uh, well, it, unfortunately, it looks like we're not going to be able to play Andy Dalton interceptions uh, much longer. It looks like Jameis <laughs> is probably going to take over. That's the bad news. The good news. We get to play Jameis Winston interception props moving forward. Yay! <laughs> one door closes, another one opens. By the way, Andy, exactly. if you're playing, if anybody played AJ Green overs last night, they deserve to lose. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> that's, that's very, very true. Very, very true. Uh, all right, guys. If that um, isn't a Matt comment, I don't know what it is. If that's not a yeah, Matt right? comment. <laughs> um, and uh, Matt, real quick, just. Uh, I, I've, we talked about some of these position players and some of uh, some of these trends that keep going on. Juwan Johnson was a very popular pick, but this just goes to the the, the fading of uh, uh, the Arizona defense against tight ends, right? I mean, it just it's kind of the bet that keeps cashing. Yeah, it was uh, it was an automatic bet. I think like two or three years ago, and then last year for some reason they actually had a decent year against tight ends. But yeah, I mean, and then when you saw Adam Troutman was out, it made it just an obvious thing. And I was glad to get in. And you you never want to take a worse number. And I know people were taking twenty five and a half last night. And as we said, it didn't really matter. But yeah, tight ends against the Cardinals, pretty much a guarantee. I was kind of sad because uh, the Rodrigo Blankenship thing. They didn't put up any props on him. Until it was too late, and of course he had a couple field goals. Well, Lutz had a couple field goals, kind of continuing the tradition of a ton of field goals on Thursday night. We're gonna get into uh, some games here real quick, and after the games, I have a I have a funny story to tell you about a bet I almost put in, and what a what a what a hilarious moment it would have been. I can't wait to get to that, Matt. Coming right back to you, we're gonna talk about the Commanders and the Packers. Uh, we've got uh, interesting quarterback situations with Aaron Rodgers struggling. We've got Carson Wentz with the finger issue. Taylor Heineke is in. 
break down the commanders and the Packers. What do you see from a prop standpoint in this game? Well, uh, so I, I, my best bet is in this game for, for the show. So we'll get to that a little bit later. But I definitely think Taylor Heineke changes things a little bit. Um, I, you know, he is a different type quarterback than Carson Wentz. And I think he's going to be able to do some things against this Packers team. And uh, talking to the, the Packers play-by-play guy this week on my show, I asked him if he thought Jair Alexander was going to shadow McLaren because uh, Alexander had not been typically a shadower. Um, he did shadow Garrett Wilson a lot last week in that game. And so Garrett Wilson's statistics were down a little bit. So I'll find that interesting because Taylor Heineke loved uh, Terry McLaurin last year. Like Terry McLaurin put up some really good numbers with Heineke in the lineup. So it'll be fascinating to see if they do shadow him. Does that mean a guy like, um, you know, opposite him can, you know, it was Jahan Dotson going to do better because, you know, Jahan Dotson will be opposite him. I'm not playing any more Curtis Samuel props. He turned into Nelson Aguilar last week, and I can't deal with that anymore. Like, he, his numbers should have gone over. He dropped the touchdown. He dropped a couple passes, so I'm not interested there. Uh, and then, look, the, the backfield is becoming a bit clear here for the commanders. I mean, it's Brian Robinson who's going to be the three-down guy. It's going to be Antonio Gibson who kind of gets a few carries sprinkled in a little bit, but he becomes that guy that you want to throw some passes to and get into the open uh, into the open field. And then, you you know, obviously, Andrew could speak on the Packers a little bit more, too. But, uh, you know, they need to get the ball more to, to Aaron Jones. That was another thing that uh, Wayne Larravee told me. Like, they're trying to get the ball more to Jones, but it's just not there. And A.J. Dillon's another guy who, who should be getting the ball more. Like, they should be seeing the fact that they're not passing the ball very well, and they should uh, get the ball more to the ground game. But the offensive line just hasn't been very good. Robert Tunyon had a really big game last week, but the tight ends have struggled a little bit against the commander. So I'll be interested to see who kind of steps up here. There are points to be had. Um, potentially, I think, you know, Mason Crosby field goals could come into play here. Washington's one of those teams that gives up a lot of field goals here. So, uh, you know, look, I've wanted to pick the commanders plus the points here. I can't do it anymore. Cause like they, you know, whenever you expect them to do what they're supposed to, they don't, uh, this feels like potentially an Aaron Rodgers get right game. But of course, if he couldn't get right against the jets, what makes you think he'll do it this week? Yeah, I was, uh, listening to a podcast. They were doing a fantastic job breaking down Aaron Jones and coming into the season. We all thought, Oh, this will be Aaron Jones receiving, receiving. And he's had like less receptions this year than any other year, less involvement in the passing game. It's really been just a mystery. What's going on up there. Uh, great stuff from Matt Joseph's from SportsMemo.com. Matt has a promo code up. It's Matt seven M a T T seven. Get you seven days for $59. Matt, what do you have uh, for us this weekend? I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of college football, a lot of NFL and probably some baseball, correct? Yeah, 10 and 4 in the playoffs so far. Uh, I was looking to see if there's anything I like tonight. I might have a play up for tonight's uh, Padres Phillies game, uh, but if not, uh, 10 and 4 so far in the playoffs on a 30 and 20 run in NFL props. And of course, the college football going well. Uh, once again, those plays will start coming up this evening. So uh, seven days will be good because you'll get all that stuff that I'm doing really well in right now. And maybe an NBA prop or two sprinkled in. We'll see how that goes uh, at sportsmemo.com. Now you're talking Matt 7, M-A-T-T 7, gets you seven days for $59. Andrew, coming to you, let's talk the Chargers and the Seahawks. Geno Smith, one of the pleasant surprises this year. The Chargers, maybe not so much one of the one of the, the disappointments this year. Interesting matchup. we got a lot of big-name guys in fantasy football and in the props world. What do you like from the Chargers and the Seahawks? Yeah, I just want to say uh, to Matt, um, I don't want to talk about the Packers, so I'm happy that you are. Uh, this is not something that I want to do, and uh, I agree with you about the Aaron Jones situation, and 
they just keep trying to do things that aren't working for them. I feel like they think they have the team they had, you know, five years ago. Uh, they got to change their offense. But anyway, uh, look, as far as this game goes, I feel like I talk about a lot of overs. And so I wanted to talk about a couple unders or at least at least one under with uh, Geno Smith here. Um, it, it's so interesting because I've loved kind of the drama and the comparison when you look at Geno Smith and obviously Russ Wilson leaving and uh, we've, we've seen him perform better in his subway commercials than we actually have on the field. But when you look at Geno Smith, his, you know, his accuracy has been really good. His consistency has been really good. He's not throwing many interceptions guys. Um, but his pass attempts number has gone under in seven of his last eight games, which I thought was really interesting because it looks to me like they're just, they're playing it really safe with him. They're putting him in good positions to succeed. And this is a Seahawks team that I backed last week. And I just like the way that they're playing. You know, they're running the ball at the right time. They're throwing the ball at the right time. Um, Tyler Lockett, he's been playing pretty well uh, as well. Um, four of the last six games for him. He's gone over his receiving number. So I just, you know, I wanted to point that out because I think that it's important to mention that quarterbacks can be, you know, really on the top of their game, can be passing very accurately can be at the top of the league in a lot of statistical categories, but not be up there in their pass attempts or even pass completions numbers. And I thought that was pretty cool to find out that, uh, you know, consistently, you know, going back to last year, even he's actually gone under and his pass attempts quite often. And it doesn't mean you have to be that flashy. You know, it doesn't mean he's not a good quarterback. They're just not utilizing him and not throwing the ball a, a bunch. But uh, another guy I wanted to mention here with Austin Eckler, um, for him, really, he is two. Uh, I think it's uh, what is it? Um, two times in his last six games, he's gone over uh, in his rushing yards. But you look at this Seahawks team; they rank 31st in the league in run defense. And this is like a team, an opportunity here where trends can be your friend, and trends are an opportunity to look at a play and say, you know what, this guy's not playing well. We're going to continue to ride the wave. But to me, when I look at this one, the number you're getting with him right now on his rushing is only two yards different than what he's averaging on the season. And now you take him up against the Seahawks team that has really uh, been an open door as far as rushing yards allowed. This could be the week that you see him have a good run game. So I like Austin Eckler this week to get it done on the ground. And just overall looking at this game, I think there's lots of different opportunities, but it's kind of like you mentioned, Andy, I like the segue you gave me as far as fantasy game, because you know, sometimes it's fun. Like last week I picked, you know, kind of the Bills and Chiefs and you can pick these games that should be fun and have some, you know, long throws and things like that. But you can kind of nitpick, you know, these unders and, and certain players to, to do certain things. And I kind of like that Eckler play just because it's a little bit contrarian and goes against what we've seen so far with him. But it's a guy struggling, a guy not hitting his over on, on running but also up against a team that's pretty much dead last as far as rush defense. So a few plays I like in this game, but uh, that Seahawks play with Geno Smith kind of caught me off guard with his pass attempts under Andy based on how well he's been playing. Great stuff from Andrew McGinnis at wagertalk.com. Andrew has a 5% play up for the absolutely loaded UFC 280 card. You can use the promo code UFC 280. Get you a discount on Andrew's 5% play. Andrew, you've been doing really, really well in UFC and MMA. Don't ignore the, the, the UFC plays. Andrew and I have both done really good adding to bankrolls this year. It's been a really, really good year, and there's a lot of bettable, really gettable fights in this one. So go grab Andrew's uh, 5% play. Andrew and I are going to talk about some of these UFC props in this event here a little bit later. We've got our best bet coming up. I'm going to talk about the Jaguars and the – 
Giants, maybe the biggest surprise this year in the NFL. I got to start with Trevor Lawrence, and I think he's – he showed signs, especially in week two, of looking really good. But now he's kind of regressing a little bit. And I'm not going to fault him for having a bad first half of the year because he's probably trying to shake off the Urban Meyer stench that he has been carrying around. It's probably going to take the first half of the season. But I got to look under. He was bad against the Colts and the Eagles. His passing total is 228 and a half. I'm looking under. And I'm very skeptical about this running game for Jacksonville. Travis Etienne has had some really bad, bad drops. And at the same time, he's had really explosive moments. And I'm not really sure what to make of James Robinson. Uh, Matt Matt and I professed James Robinson, huge fans of, of his, but he's just not really getting it done. I can't bet on any of these running backs. One guy I do like that I think you can take an over on for the Jaguars is Evan Ingram. His receiving total is 29 and a half. That is enticing. The Giants just gave up a massive game of games of gangsters. They've given up, given up, given up, given receiving yards to touch, to touch, to touch. To, and, and that's played team, 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 team tight end very much. I mean, Andrews is by far, in a way, the best tight end that they faced, and he absolutely torched them. Ingram's gone over in four out of his last six games, including his last two. So Christian Kirk, has he's seen his numbers drop. And Zay Jones, not really that happy with the number out there. But Evan Ingram, 29 and a half, as long as it stays under 30, I think is worth a look. Um, if I'm looking at the Giants, obviously Saquon is the big skill position. You don't need me to tell you you want to look at Saquon overs. But I will tell you, don't look, don't overlook this Giants team total. It's 19 and a half. They've gone over this total three straight games. By hook or by crook, the offense is just kind of getting it done. They don't ha- – I think they have – the least amount of big plays in the league by far, but they're just getting it done. And this Jaguars defense is not, not as good the last few weeks. So as long as this total is under 20, I think that one is worth a look. And then Graham Gano did not go over his field goals. I've been playing him, but just because a play loses once, I'm not going to abandon it completely. The Giants had three red zone trips and got three touchdowns. I don't expect that conversion to continue. So as long as the books give me Graham Gano over one and a half made field goals, I'll be back on that one again. Matt, coming to you. We got the Cowboys. We got the Lions. Looks like Dak Prescott is probably going to be back and he gets the Lions defense. So we could be expecting a lot of points in this one. What do you think about the Cowboys and the Lions? By the way, the, the the Evan Ingram angle you didn't really touch on is it's a revenge game for Evan Ingram. He's going up against his former team that tragically underused him oh, yeah. at times. So I, uh, you know, I mean, Evan Ingram, if he's ever going to get up for a game, it would be against his former team. Not that he, I think he ever gets up for any games. But, um, yeah, so I really wanted to do the Eagles versus Dubai this week because you guys know I only really know two teams, the Eagles and the Commanders. Uh, but obviously the Eagles are can't lose this week, can't lose at all during the season. So I'll talk about the team that does lose uh, during the regular season, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so we're getting Dak Prescott back, and I, and it's really tough to kind of figure out what they're going to do, if they're going to give him the full playbook and everything, and if he's just going to go and act like he's been around for all season long. So this feels like, oh, God, it feels like an Ezekiel Elliott game. Like Ezekiel Elliott, anytime touchdown, probably comes into play. 
I still like Tony Pollard. It's still hard to figure out when Tony Pollard's the receiver and when he's the running back, so you kind of protect yourself a little bit by taking the rushing and the receiving just in case he's one more than the other. You know he's going to do a little bit of both, but I feel like this is going to be a big-time running day for the Cowboys. Uh, the Lions' rush defense isn't very good. Uh, they're, I think they're like 31st or 32nd, so I, I would say as much as you don't want to, I would look at the Elliott touchdowns and maybe uh, Pollard rushing and receiving. And then the other end, look, I think this is a, a Lions team total under. I mean, I think Dallas got somewhat a little bit. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Embarrassed last week by how they played in terms of, you know, the defense. They played very well. But now you've got a home game against a team that you should be able to dominate. Uh, I think Amon Ross St. Brown probably struggles a little bit, although we know Trevon Diggs, the most overrated corner in the league, if he gives up yards. He might get a pick in this game. Jared Goff interception could come into play here. Dallas is the type of defense that's very ball hawking. They're going to go and get themselves a pick. Uh, I don't know what to do about the backfield. You know, DeAndre Swift, maybe uh, Jamal Williams. Who knows who's going to be available for this one? But I think the Lions struggle to score here. I think a team total under for the Lions comes into play, and I think it's a Dallas running game situation, unfortunately. So you might have to back Zeke and hope you get a lot of this as he uh, gets a lot of first downs in this one. Any thoughts on Jamal Williams? Anytime touchdown, Matt? He's been a just a surprise touchdown machine. Do you think he's going to regress back to, you know, I mean, his his touchdown rate is, you would think it's unsustainable, but he sure seems like he's the running back inside the five-yard line. Do you think we keep, we keep uh, playing that one? I mean, I think you, I think you do. Uh, obviously, it depends on the price and obviously shop around to the different books and things like that. But I just, you know, I um, – I don't know how many touchdowns the Lions are going to score. I think they're going to get – basically, Andy, I'm thinking they're going to get two because if I'm taking – I'm pretty sure their team total is like 17 and a half. If you're taking the under, so you think there's two touchdowns that are going to happen here. So you're basically hoping that one of those two touchdowns is in the red zone and, and, and down by the five. I think he has a shot there, but then again, you know, some of it could be a product of DeAndre Swift's health. So, yeah, if you're picking anybody, it would probably be him as the best value there uh, for the anytime touchdowns for the Lions. Great stuff from Matt Joseph, sportsmemo.com. Andrew, coming to you. Bengals and the Falcons. Falcons, another surprise team. They're running that crazy offense that teams just can't seem to figure out. Marcus Mariota is getting it done, despite the fact he's not throwing it very much. What do you like in this game for the Bengals and the Falcons? Oh, Andy, I just I always like your segues. It almost is like we had a script planned, but we actually didn't uh, for this. But uh, yeah, like, I mean, that him not throwing the ball is definitely some of the, some targets I have for props this weekend. But I just want to say uh, we believe in full transparency with our, our client plays and making sure people know if we're hot or cold. I want to let people know that, hey, I crapped all over this Falcons team in the preseason on prop it up. And whether they're winning games straight up or they're covering the spread, they're playing better than I thought they were going to. And I just want to say that because uh, I might as well announce that I was pretty wrong about this team. They've shown a lot more heart than I thought they would. But the funny thing is, like Andy just said, I don't think Marcus Mariota is really being the make or break uh, X factor of this team, seeing as in five 
their last five games, he's gone under on both the completions and pass attempts. So I don't know if he's really being the guy for them, but I feel like that's still a look for me in this game as well, taking a look at the under on Mariota's completions. Um, when I look at this, this Falcons team, you got to look at their defense. Last game they're coming off, they literally had two interceptions. Um, you know, they had three guys with at least 50 rushing yards. They're, they're getting it done in, you know, the areas that, you know, don't always stick out, right? And, and, and they're getting it done with a, a big group of people. It's not like it's just one or two guys that are, are getting, you know, doing the bulk of the work, which is why, when you start to look at unders. And that's kind of what I look at towards this team right now. Um, even at, with uh, Cordero Patterson, I'm looking towards his under on receiving yards. I mean, I don't think they're getting the ball to him very much. You look at this entire offense, they're spreading it out. You look at their box score, a lot of guys are getting involved for them, but not a lot of guys are really going crazy or anything like that. So uh, with this Falcons team, I'm not saying I expect regression as far as them against the spread maybe, but I'm expecting them to just continue to diversify their offense not really have one or two guys getting the ball a lot, but uh, guys, I'm getting back to these completion props and I used to only really bet the overs on these. It's time for me to start betting some of these unders and, and Marcus Mariota and the Falcons. I'm going to start jumping on these unders as far as completions and maybe the attempts as well. We used to talk on the show about uh, receptions or receiving yards. Well, my debate right now these days is completions or attempts. What do I want to look at? And I guess it's different for each game, uh, but I think it's something worth discussing for us. But, uh, and I, I wanted to talk about Joe Mixon uh, over on receptions, seven of his last eight games. Um, yards after catch has been huge for him. He can catch a four yard toss and turn it into something big. I think the Falcons defense will get exposed and run all over by him. So he's a player I really like. And uh, the same way I said this last week about one of the games I had talked about, I do have a few more client props going up in this game. So check it out at wagertalk.com. Uh, I, I love kind of narrowing in on one or two games and, and kind of loading up a little bit. So uh, I will not have a side or total play in this game. However, I will have uh, a decent amount of prop plays for it. So looking forward to it, Andy. Good stuff, Andrew McGinnis at wagertalk.com. I'm going to break down the Titans and the Colts. i got to give out a promo code for myself for NBA. You can use the promo code LANG200, L-A-N-G-200, for $200 off a season of NBA props. Start off 4-1 and one to start off the season. So we are, we're off to a great start. Have a great read on a lot of the teams and a lot of the players. We were up over 82 units last regular season in NBA. So excited uh, to have everyone on board with that. Grab it at wagertalk.com. Lang 200 is the promo code. Of course, I have to talk about the Titans and the Colts. I'm going to start with how terrible the Titans secondary is. And I've, I've heard this. Well, you know, they can get pressure on the quarterback. It's like, well, that's great, but the quarterback will just throw it to the wide-open wide receivers running down the field. The Titans, they give up just a ton of passing yards, four straight games of over 300-yard passing quarterbacks. And I know they're coming off a bye, but unless they picked up a bunch of really good cornerbacks, I don't think it's going to change much in that secondary. Matt Ryan's total is 252.5. Matt Ryan has thrown for 300-plus in two out of his last three games, and the one game he did not throw for 300 yards was against Denver an elite pass defense. I think this number is way too low. I know they're getting Jonathan Taylor back. I don't expect that to affect Matt Ryan's numbers. He torched this team a few weeks ago with Jonathan Taylor. If anything, it's just going to help the offense move a little bit more. 
Um, and if you're going to take Matt Ryan to throw over, you've got to look at Alec Pierce over 43 and a half yards receiving. I will say, uh, Alec, people love Alec Pierce here in Indianapolis. He's like the, the, the new shiny toy. Like, Oh, who's this guy? Uh, we've had enough of Paris Campbell and we love Michael Pittman, but he's drawing the most defense in Pierce is taking advantage of some of those situations where he's one-on-one. A lot of his yards came late last week, but. Uh, 43 and a half seems a little bit low, especially if you're a believer in me that Matt Ryan's going to have a field day. And then finally, it's chalky, it's squarish, but off a of bye week, Derrick Henry should be fresh and ready to go. They've got this total of 89 and a half rushing yards. I, I, I'm taking the over on Derrick Henry against the Colts if it's below 100. He went for 114 against the Colts a few weeks ago. It's just been a really good bet, Derrick Henry, to run all over the Colts. His defense is overrated. I talked about how bad the secondary is, but Tennessee doesn't need to attack the secondary. They can do it with Derrick Henry. So I'm looking at Matt Ryan, Alec Pierce, and Derrick Henry to be some big-time overs in this one. All right, that is going to do it for our NFL breakdowns. Matt, you are going to talk to us about the longest uh, longest reception. Is it longest reception or longest throw? I'm sorry. Longest completion. Longest, longest completions. All right. So you've taken this very specific category. Um, what do you notice about longest completions and how do you research this one? It seems a little bit difficult, but you've obviously found a niche in this one. Well, I mean, it's, it's something that I've kind of played mostly because watching the Eagles, the Eagles defense is built not to give up the long pass. And last week, one of the bets that we hit on, God, was it? it was Sunday Night Football, when the Eagles played the Cowboys was the under on Cooper Rush's longest uh, completion because the Eagles defense is basically built to not give up uh, completions over 30 yards. They've only given up like two of them, and they were on broken plays this season. And then, you know, last night, one of the plays that I lost on was the under on Andy Dalton's longest completion because the Cardinals had not given up a pass over 35 yards to anybody this season. And so... Of course, some guy named Shahid, who I'd never heard of, and then some guy, some practice squad guy named White, both went over that number. So I was like, "All right." I mean, this is the frustrating thing about the bet: you could have it handicapped perfectly, and for four quarters, nothing happens, and then all of a sudden, there's one pass play, and it breaks for a touchdown or whatever, and you lose. Last night was the opposite; it was like the first or second pass play of the game, and it lost. And it's that's the frustrating nature of this thing. But you can at least find the teams because there's some secondaries and there's some defenses who play back. And, um, you know, what they do is they don't allow the deep passes, whereas some of the other secondaries, like Andy, I can't imagine your Colts uh, secondary, like they give up, it feels like, deep passes all the time. The the commanders often have uh, secondary breakdowns, um, and that leads to long passes. So really it's just kind of going back through the box scores uh, for some of these things and looking at some of the longest um, completions for some of these quarterbacks. You look at a guy like, I mean, Andy Dalton, for the most part, doesn't throw the ball deep. Uh, and so, like, that's another reason why I like the play last night. Cooper Rush doesn't have a big arm. There are some quarterbacks who just don't have big arms and would rather just move down the field methodically. So, really, what you do is just kind of go over the box scores. You see who the guys are who are going over the numbers, whether it is a tight end, whether it is a running back. Is it a team that struggles against uh, defending the running backs like the Chiefs, who are the worst team in the league when it comes to uh, defense against uh, running back receptions and stuff like that? So, really, just kind of go over the box scores early in the season. Look at the quarterback. Look at who he's got. Like, last night, I was like, all right, my only person that I'm worried about is Chris Olave because he's their 
deep threat. And of course, as I said, he was like the one who didn't go over the number. So really, there is some value on playing unders on longest completions here. It's it's a wild ride when you watch the game and you're always sitting there saying, hopefully the guy gets tackled. But there are some teams in this league that are built to not allow the deep ball. The Eagles and the Cardinals, for the most part, are the two that I've kind of looked at the most. So it's another market here that people don't really look at. And the other thing, and, and this last thing I'll say about this is, if you look at the receivers and their longest completions, uh, longest receptions, none of them match up numerically to the longest uh, completion, which I find rather interesting. Usually you'll have like about an eight or nine yard difference. So you could, in theory, hit a longest reception over on a guy like Justin Jefferson, but you can hit a longest completion under on Kirk Cousins because of that little difference there. So it's just another market that people probably don't look at as much, but there are some teams built to prevent the long completions, and the Eagles and the Cardinals are are two of them for the most part. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Just a a ton of information to know for some of these NFL props. There's so many categories. Great job breaking down uh, breaking down the longest completion, Matt. Uh, Andrew, let's talk a little UFC 280 real quick, and then we'll get into our best bet. We can go uh, briefly NHL and uh, NBA. Um, super loaded card. We lost one at weigh-ins, unfortunately. The uh, Almeida fight is off. Uh, what do you like in uh, UFC 280? What are some props that have your attention? Man, I can't wait, Andy. This is going to be so much fun. And like you said, everybody out there watching this right now, don't like, don't go sit on your couch at you know six, seven, eight o'clock and think you're going to watch some UFC tomorrow night. It'll be long done. Uh, so make sure you're grabbing plays and uh, locking in bets early. Well, Andy, uh, one I'll start with a little bit early here, and I'll throw it back to you and go back and forth a little bit. Uh, I'm curious to see your reaction by this one. Sugar Sean O'Malley to win via points plus five hundred. I, you know, the, everyone he's talking about, I'm going to knock him out. And, and you know, Pierre Dion is is so durable to me. And and this matchup, I think, if, if Sugar Sean has a chance in sticking around here and actually competing, um, I think it's going to be because of his length, keeping distance, piecing him up, picking him apart. He's not going to want to get too aggressive. He's talked about his grapple game. We've talked about his wrestling and what would happen if those two guys got on the mat. But... At plus 500, we're talking value here. We're talking a great price. And I think that, you know, everyone's talking about how knockout and early finish is the only way that Sean O'Malley could finish him. The fact of the matter is what the noise is right now about him only facing scrub so far, it could be true. So that's why I think that, you know, him playing smart, coming in with a good game plan, as much as you you do, you do want to read into the hype, Andy, with this, and you we've seen what Jan can do. I mean, first of all, his combos are insane. I mean, he doesn't even throw like one, two, threes. One, two. He throws like minute-long combos, it feels like. Um, but he also is a very smart fighter as well. So I think that fight actually could go the distance. And I think getting O'Malley at plus 500 is a pretty good price there. So I want to get your thoughts on that because I thought that was a pretty intriguing wager to make. I'm going to surprise you with this. I agree uh, more than you think. I did a segment talking about taking this fight via split decision is plus 450. Petr Jan, uh, his last four fights, he has been down going into round three or it's been 1-1. He starts slow. He downloads information on his opponent. But those are five-round fights. This is a three-round fight. He can't get off to that slow start. Mm-hmm. And O'Malley has got those long jabs and those long kicks. It would not surprise me if, if O'Malley takes – the first round and then Jan takes, you know, another round and then it comes down to round three. So I'm with you on, on the points. And 
if you're Jan, you do not want to be in a situation where you don't know if you won won the fight outright. I mean, right. Jan really has to make make every shot count because Andrew and you know this. Every time Sean O'Malley throws a punch that even looks like it connects, the crowd goes nuts, and the the judge and the judge is like, "Whoa, oh, that must have." Hit pretty hard. <laughs> like, like it really. Do you, do you really think it's hard. important though that he that he keeps his distance though and doesn't try and like, you know, if he cracks a good one uh, uh, on Yawn, does he move in and, and try and like get, start going crazy, no. or do you think it, it's because it, I think that that's the thing he's gonna kind of be bobbing and weaving and jumping around and kind of just like you said using that jab he has. He's got really good front kicks if he wants to use them. He's got to use those and he's got to use the jabs. He cannot let Jan get in get inside. I'll throw one at you. I am stunned by the disrespect and the odds that Charles Oliveira gets, and he's plus 300 to win by submission. He looks dialed in. And, Andrew, has there been a better bet over the years than Charles, Charles Oliveira as an underdog? I don't understand why this guy keeps being an underdog. Makachev has fought nobody. I, nobody. Like, three of his fights have been short-notice replacement fighters, uh, he's he fought Bobby Green on short notice. Bobby Green's now suspended for for, for violate. Like Magachev has not fought anybody like Charles Oliveira and Andrew. If you've seen any of the press conferences of the weigh-ins, I've never seen Oliveira this like intense going into a fight. Yeah. He's going in to absolutely rip somebody's head off, and Magachev is going to. We all know his wrestling game. He's going to go for the takedowns, and he's going to want to be on top, and that is Oliveira's world. Oliveira pulls guard and wants to be on the bottom to work submissions. Makachev has not seen anything like Oliveira. You can practice all you want. You can bring in Olympic wrestlers, which Makachev has done, but until you've had Oliveira wrap you up in a triangle or an arm bar or something, it's it, he could rip a submission so quick, and to get it at plus 300, I think, is a steal. I don't know what your thoughts are on the main event. Hey, you're more brave than me because I was just thinking inside the distance. So <laughs> I'm on the same page as you uh, with that. And, you know, I, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I'm not and, – and, you know, we're not taking – we're not disrespecting Makachev. I think we're just putting respect down on Oliveira and thinking he's being disrespected here with that. Um, and I love the fact that you mentioned that he has no problem. I mean, we saw in the fight against Justin Gaethje, he literally would get knocked down even a little bit, and then he would be like, hey, come on, join me. Join me down here. Come on. Like, you know, and I don't think that he's worried about what Islam has to do down there. But also, what has, you know, not even, we could sit here all day and just pick apart and make fun of, you know, the strength of, I guess what we'd say in other sports, strength of schedule, but strength of, you know, previous fights or weakness. We could do that all day about Islam. But how many times has he gone on the ground with somebody who's been able to do what Charles Oliveira is going to be able to do back to him or be able to kind of give him a hard time? That's the that's the zero. way I really look at it. Not very often, right? So yeah, zero. But I think there's I think I think there's no question that that you know w- would you say just overall total rounds in this fight you'd go under because someone's no, gonna I, they're, they're I, smart. Oliver, Oliver could rip a submission at any time. Could be in the last round. Could be in the first round. When you're dealing with a submission guy, you just never know when it's coming. Could be quick on an mm-hmm. overzealous attack from Makachev, or it could be because he wears him down in round five. So. Um, we're just, running up against the clock here, Andrew. So give me 30 seconds on NHL props. I'll do 30 seconds on NBA props, uh, early in the season, and then we'll get to the best bet. 30 seconds, NHL props go 30 seconds. Look, uh, don't overthink it right now, guys, because early in the season, it seems like that, uh, the star players are being the star players. That same thing as I'm telling people, as far as, um, 
you know, we things as that are kind of had to settle out. These players that are playing well right now, the top players, the depth players start to come out in about a month or two. So if you like Austin Matthews, if you like David Pasternak, if you like, you know, Jack Eichel, now is the time to bet these favorites to score goals, get shots on goal. In a few weeks, we'll come on and I'll throw names at you that you've never even heard of for prop bets. So uh, right now, bet on the guys you like, bet on the guys that are really favorites because they're the ones that are doing the scoring right now. Yeah, great job. Also, don't 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 shy away from unders. There's some guys that are just not yes. getting close to their shots on goal. 30 seconds on NBA. Uh, the Pacers did a masterful job of figuring out a way to get Miles Turner out of their lineup. So uh, full, full speed ahead on the tank mode for the Pacers. Go ahead and take team totals on Pacers opponents over, as well as guards over. The Nets look like an absolute mess. I'm taking Ben Simmons unders. Chris Paul looks like he could be in store for a very, very low-scoring year. He doesn't look 100%. His points tonight are 13.5. I would be looking at those and monitoring that situation. All right, it is time for the best bet. We are going to Matt Josephs. Matt, what do you like for our best bet today? (laughs) Ben Simmons, what a loser. All right, um... We're going to try and uh, we're going to play a prop that's going to was very frustrating last year. So I'm hoping that uh, things were like what it was at the start of the year last year and not the end of the year last year. Uh, I'm going over 13 and a half rushing yards for Taylor Heineke in this one. Um, the frustrating thing for Taylor Heineke last year was the beginning of the season. He went nuts. He ran all over the place, went over this thing, never was very afraid of running. And then it, 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 it seemed to be like some sort of coaching decision where they didn't want him to run at all. And starting with like the Seattle Monday night football game, he barely ran and would not have gone over this number. So it's a bit of a worry here, but one of his best rushing efforts was against the Green Bay Packers had 10 rushes for like 90 yards last year. Um, his mobility is what's going to help this team. Their offensive line is worse this year than it was last year. Uh, Justin Fields went over this number, and Daniel Jones went over this number, two mobile guys. Uh, Granted, they didn't fly over this number, but they both went over. And so I'm going to take a shot to Taylor Heineke. Basically got the okay to run the the ball a little bit here. Just get out of bounds, just slide, whatever. They're probably not going to take knees at the end because they're probably not going to win this game. So give me over 13.5 rushing yards for Taylor Heineke against the Green Bay Packers. Hopefully their pass rush gets enough that he has to get out of the pocket and run and go over this number. Great stuff, Taylor Heineke. Over 13 and a half rushing yards, our prop of the week. Go grab Matt Joseph's seven-day pack. Use the promo code MATT7, M-A-T-T-7. Gets you seven days for $59. Andrew has a a awesome 5% play up for UFC 280. You can use the promo code UFC 280 uh, to get uh, $25 off the 5% play. And for myself, you can use the promo code LANG200 to get $200 off a season of NBA plays. That includes all the props. So, guys, should be an action-packed and profitable weekend. Uh, Look forward to uh, seeing you guys next week after we catch all of our tickets. Good luck. Hope everyone has a great, profitable weekend, and we will see everyone next week on Prop It Up. Have you checked out all the new handicappers at Wager Talk? If not, here's your chance. You can take 50% off your first daily or three-day all-access purchase at WagerTalk using coupon code TRYWT. Our new roster of experts is 30 deep, covering sports from all around the world, giving you tons of options to choose from. All you have to do to redeem this offer is go to wagertalk.com, choose a handicapper of your choice, and use coupon code TRYWT at checkout, saving 50% on your first purchase.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.